Coming up, we give our tribute to James Cameron's first foray into theme parkery. Not sure if that's actually a word. And uh, we may discuss one or two other things along the way. So, from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Universal Edition of The Diz Unplugged. This is episode 144 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. The Diz Unplugged Universal Edition is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect universal vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. I, of course, am your host, Craig Williams. Today, I am joined alongside by my co-host, the the John Connor to my <laughs> to my Terminator. Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you were my yeah. mummy. I, th- I said Sarah Connor. I, I had lots of ways I could have went with it. I went with the one that I chose to, um, Mr. Rhino Clavin. I'll take it. Yeah. Hello. Well, you have to take it. You don't have choice, so... Yeah. Which John Connor am I? Am I the John Connor from Terminator 2, Terminator 3, Terminator Salvation, mm. Terminator Genesis? That's, oh, he's not in Terminator Genesis. Just kidding. Right? Yes, he is. Yeah, that's literally the whole yeah, thing. And never mind. I yeah. forgot the entire no, plot of that no movie. No spoilers. But, yeah. <laughs> but yes, he is in it. It's uh, the, the, the guy. The guy. I fancy I myself the one from the third. Yeah. Okay. Because, I mean, because of Claire... Claire Danes. I see. I figured that you were all the way going to be an Eddie Furlong, but eh, I don't feel mom. <laughs> that's that's him in the whole movie. Yeah. Mom. Yeah, I mean that's but but there is no arguing that it is the best of the movies. Welcome to this week's episode. Um, I almost said again. I am your host, Craig William. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we have a really fun one for you today. Rhino and I went uh, to say, as, as you heard on the show last week, if you watched or listened to last week, uh, I announced that Terminator 2 3D would be closing at Universal Studios Florida on October 8th. Uh, after that would be the final day to go watch it. And then on the 9th, it will be closed. And so Rhino and I had to waste no time at all. And we had to get over to Universal Orlando so we could go experience Terminator 2. 3d the battle across time and oh boy this is going to be a doozy of an episode uh if i do say so myself which i do say so but we are going to talk about that in just a couple minutes because i feel like we need to talk about one news item that was revealed uh yesterday and that is we have the dates for next year's a celebration of harry potter 2018 Mm. Yes. Yes, very interesting. So yesterday on Universal's social media pages, we got the announcement that a celebration of Harry Potter would in fact be coming back to Universal Studios Florida, uh, Universal Orlando as a whole from January 26th through the 28th. So keeping in line with every other year before, it's going to be that final weekend of january uh, which sometimes rolled over into february this one's just going to be straight up january and that will bring back 
the Harry Potter fandom that has never really left Universal, but it will bring it back for one short weekend that will be full of film talent, question and answer panels, uh, special panels on on how the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in the parks and on the film in the films was created. Uh, lots of stars always show up. Uh, just uh, we don't know which ones will obviously be here uh, for the 2018 version. My my preference in this one, and I, I, I surprised myself with this one. I finally, after many months of of putting off wanting to watch Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them, mm. I finally sat down with Kylie as we were taking a break from Hurricane Prep one night, and I gave it a shot, and I finally watched it, and and I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, I, I know you hate Eddie Redmayne. I. Just like Eddie Redmayne. I think he is a fantastic actor, but he is only doing the same thing. And uh, we've talked about it on the show before. I don't like his little... I'm just going to whisper. Oh, no one liked me at school. I wasn't popular, but I'm not much creatures. I am a wizard! That's what I wanted him to do. <laughs> I yell. Yeah, I just wanted him to speak at a normal tone, but I, I texted you this earlier... Uh, not today, but uh, after, right after I watched it, the only thing that I think saved Eddie Redmayne's whisper acting was that the rest of the cast was very wonderfully fleshed out. Dan Fogel? Is that his name? Dan Fogel? Yeah, the one from the Goldbergs? Yes, yes. The yeah. one who plays the uncle on the Goldbergs. Uh, he's in there, and like the the two girls that they got for it, I, I thought they were she, both. She is popping up in everything, too. Yeah. The one who... I, I'm sorry, I can't remember any character names right now. Um, but... Uh, th- she was in Steve Jobs. She plays uh, the mother of his daughter, yeah. um, Lisa. And then she was in uh, Terminator. Not Terminator. I'm sorry. We were just talking about Terminator. Um, <laughs> Alien Covenant. She's the main character in that. And like, yeah, like, ah, man, she is. She's just popping up in everything these yeah, days. Catherine Waterston. Yeah, who, that's it. Yeah. Who in the movie, she plays uh, Tina. And then she lives with her Queenie. sister, Queenie, uh, who yeah. was fantastic, too. I thought that. I liked her quite a bit. Yeah. I, yeah. No, and I, I thought Colin Farrell did a good job of, as Graves. And okay, can we? We'll, we'll, we'll just deviate here for like two seconds because okay. I do. I do want your opinion on this, um, uh, and I'm sure people want to know. So uh, it's been long enough. Should we, can we talk about the ending really quick? Yep. Okay. So do you kind of wish that that the character? I'm sorry. What's Colin Farrell's name? Graves. In the movie? Graves. I kind of wish that Colin Farrell was just the uh, was. Uh, Oh my God! What is the evil wizard's name? <laughs> Dumbledore's boyfriend. Yeah. Um. Uh. The, the, honestly, uh, this. Oh my people's gosh! People's heads I'm are exploding so right now as they listen to this. Embarrassed right now. Dumbledore's so. boyfriend. It's a uh, Grindelwald. Grindelwald. Yeah. Sorry. I I kind of wish like I enjoyed Colin Farrell in the movie so much, I, and I loved Ezra Miller. Uh, who is apparently going to be in the second one, which is great because Ezra Miller is uh, like he loves Harry Potter. Yeah. So like any interviews with him were like really fun to watch. But um, he's a fantastic actor. Uh, but I I wish that it was Colin Farrell in the rest of the movies. Yeah. It, it the 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 reveal at the end is the only thing where I was like I don't. It wasn't really a reveal because you show it to us in the first shot with his hair exactly pulled back, and then Colin Farrell's hair is the exact same haircut. Yes. So you're Just like, a different color. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay. I'm not surprised. I am surprised about the actor you chose here. Yeah. Oh, but I don't 
I just I don't know. I'm just curious what you thought about that that reveal. I I mean I knew that reveal was coming though, so I I don't think maybe someone spoiled it for me along the way. I, I knew Colin Farrell though was they going. Spo- they spoiled to- it when they said Johnny Depp was in the movie. Yeah. It, that, the announcement came like days before it came out, so you knew you. Everyone knows what Johnny Depp looks like. Yeah, you know what I mean. So even yeah. if it's the back of Johnny Depp, you're like, "That's Johnny Depp." Yeah. No, I regardless, it didn't surprise me in that way. But overall, I thought the movie was was entertaining. The acting was all pretty good. My only true issue with the the film as a whole, though, is they. I felt like even though it was like fantastical beasts and creatures i felt like the cgi was a little bit bad and whereas like potter films watching them back now besides watching you know sorcerer's stone they definitely they they got smarter about the effects and the the whole look of the films and then but with this one i feel like they kind of took a step back and the cgi is not going to age well at all yeah I, I i agree with you i felt like the all the animals and i thought this while i was watching the movie too is that for me sometimes harry potter movies can have the best special effects i have ever seen in a movie and so like when we got to this one it didn't quite deliver in that same way so you're like oh that's weird. This movie's made like four or five years later after yep. the last Harry Potter movie. You know, so why, why in fact did they cheap out on yep. those special effects? Or somebody got lazy somewhere? I don't know. Yeah, it, it was a strange choice, but overall, I thought it was very enjoyable. And that was the long way of me saying, I hope that this year they actually do pay attention to Fantastic Beasts. It would be and- nice to get some of the like the the people involved in it. The woman who plays the American. Um, the head of the Congress, the Witches' Congress, yeah, yeah. Uh, Kravitz, what's her Zoe. Name? I can't remember. Zoe. Yeah, that'd be cool. If well, we no, got, like, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz plays. No, no, uh, no she's the girl. She plays Lestrange. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, um, but, uh, you know, somebody, some actor in there. I mean, last year we got just the weird video from Eddie Redmayne, but yeah. do you think, now that you've seen the movie, do you think that they'll ever pursue any Harry Potter expansions in the park since we know that's probably going to happen? Do you think they'll ever mine this property for some of the expansions? I think that they would be very smart to. The big issue, though, is you already have New York in – yeah. the park itself and there's no without getting rid of revenge of the mummy or eventually getting rid of jimmy fallon way down the road which oh, you know God. that the sooner the better <laughs> but now looking back at fantastic beasts if they could have extended the new york theme like that old 1920s mm. new york theme with what is now the the tonight show building and all that if they could have made that that very heavy 1920s New York and put something Fantastic Beast in that spot, I think that would have been awesome. Yeah. But now, looking at it, really, you just have the mummy, or if you took out transformers and extended new york that way well here's the i think the difficulty is is the next movie is not going to take place in new york at all it takes place in like paris and um and somewhere else they announced so i think the the difficulty with incorporating this franchise is going to be the locations aren't as fixed whereas like hogwarts like yeah, yeah obviously hogwarts you know hogsmeade and and diagon alley those are permanent fixtures of the wizarding world i i feel like they hit it right with the time period, though, that they chose. That's, oh, yeah, yeah. That time period would fit into Universal right now without a lot of effort. 
without it'd, having to do like it'd be cool if they added a new lounge that was like themed to the speakeasy yeah and they went to, yeah. I, I think that's that's a simple yeah. way they could integrate it but at the same time too that would require jk being okay with uh, a land from her whole world being built in one specific location and not in a in a mm. contained area like yeah. you already have and i don't think she would ever go for that but I hope that Fantastic Beasts is actually incorporated into this year's celebration of Harry Potter. If it's not, I'll, I mean, we talk about it every year. We're happy that it gets so many Potter fans out and about, but it's just becoming stale year after year after yeah. year. If if you've done it once or twice, chances are you don't even need to do it again unless you are like the the mega fan. But Well, it, they try to tease in the announcement new things, so I think yeah. they're either they're just – teasing that or they are aware that it is that that's the feedback is that the same same thing same questions every year same thing like well last year it was like we're gonna have this big announcement and then what was the reveal uh, oh well the fantastic the uh forbidden forest oh yeah forbidden forest was coming to the studio tour in london yeah like yeah nobody here the majority of the people here aren't going to be able to go to that yeah or they announce a new exhibit for the harry potter archives that you know, they made their way around the States years ago, but I believe they've been in Europe ever since. So you went when it was in the States, right? Yeah, I went when it was in New York. Yeah. Um, and I think that was actually before the movies were even done. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah they, I, the last movie wasn't out yet, I don't think. But it was cool. But it's like, mm, I, yeah. I don't know. It's just that's it, not, you can't be like major announcement. Major announcement is new movie information or like jk rowling's writing a new book and in the release date of one fantastic beast was coming on to blu-ray from last year that was not a big announcement that's just it's another announcement but uh look forward to that harry celebration of harry potter 2018 january 26th through the 28th of 2018 at universal orlando resort that's going to do it with our talk on that and let's get let's get into the meat and potatoes of why we came here we are going into terminator 2 3d battle across time so let's start at the very beginning a very good place to start indeed and that of course Hey, no, no, not a game track. <laughs> if it's if it's it becomes something bigger than itself, then it's not a game track. <laughs> okay, okay. Whatever you say, it is. I it, can't it, even remember her name in that movie. Maria, Maria von Trapp. Well, yeah, I know that was that was on me though. That was bad. I was uh, anyway. Go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. So, Terminator Two: Three D Battle Across Time is the. Basically, for those of you who have never experienced it before, people who have, who may not put it together, it's essentially the sequel of Terminator 2. And if you haven't seen any of the Terminator 2, well, <laughs> if you haven't seen any of the Terminator movies, then you know that Terminator 2 is the classic of that series. Uh, the whole reason why this attraction exists still to this day, the reason why Terminator movies have continued to try to be brought back in and franchise it's all because of terminator 2 i mean it transcends the series that it's in and actually is just a solid solid movie it's a good example of um and i think alien the alien franchise did the exact same thing which is ironic they're both around the same time and they both james cameron is kind of responsible for the shift in tone for both of them obviously i mean james cameron created terminator it's one of his very early movies Terminator is like a horror movie. 
and like uh, it's a pursuit movie. It's a nonstop. This Terminator does not stop. It's this woman on the run. It's got that touch of sci-fi horror in it. You know what I mean? And yeah. like that 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 beautiful, just enough mythology that it doesn't turn off the average moviegoer. And then the second one comes out, and it is like this, like dramatic, just like well shot film, cutting edge special effects. It's it's still got that horror movie. Yeah ish feel but it's like an action movie but it's really like this comment on society and where we're headed yeah. and like you're like wow this got real deep real fast the same way like alien one is like a horror movie in space you know body horror and then the second one is this like female empowerment action movie you know it's yeah. incredible no absolutely so it is definitely the best of the terminator movies but again just as a sci-fi movie as a whole i mean this is this is a top five sci-fi movie of of all time, probably for me, I, th- I think many people would put it up there. Uh, it's, it's one of those movies. I think you you kind of rewatch as you get older. You, every every so yeah. many years, you'll be like, you know what, I'm going to watch the Terminator, you know, or, or Terminator Two, and you're, you're like, I don't think it's going to be as good as I remember. And then you watch it, and you're like, man, that movie is fantastic. Yeah. Like it, it 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 ages very well, like you said. It transcends that kind of time. The special effects still look phenomenal. Isn't oh. there a 3D release of this movie coming out? Uh, it already came out, and oh, it did not do well. So it basically was kind of the nail in the coffin for. I mean, if you pay attention to how movies are going, it's uh, a lot of the trends in seeing movies in 3D has started to go way down. Um, it's 3D is not as popular as it was. Yeah, I think IMAX is pulling back. out of the 3D movie yeah, game actually too. Exactly, and so 3D is just kind of going downhill. Uh, they have done very popular 3D re-releases in the past before they did it for Phantom Menace, which wasn't huge. And then once Disney bought Lucasfilm, they canned all plans on re-releasing any more of the Star Wars movies in 3D. But Titanic was re-released in 3D. Which I was, saw. I saw that. Yeah, that was relatively popular yeah. when it was re-released like that. So it, it's not the first... This wasn't the first time they've done it, but they tried to do it again, and it just completely flopped. And uh, it's, it basically has put a nail in the coffin of doing any more re-releases in 3D for old movies. But... Uh, you know, in terms of the movie, though, as a whole, it still holds up to this day. It was released in 1991, and then development for Terminator 2 3D began, began in the early 1990s as well, too, because of, of its popularity. Although it didn't end up debuting in Universal Studios until April of 1996. So that actually caught me by surprise. Wait a minute, I thought what? it didn't come out until 1996. Yeah, the attraction did not wow. open until 1996. Uh, and then it also it was kind of a simultaneous com, uh, production because, well, it was costing a lot of money. So they needed to get their their uh, mileage for it. So it also opened up in Universal Studios Hollywood in 1999, and then it did open up in Universal Studios Japan in 2001. And, of course, after ours closes in Florida, the only one that will remain is one in Japan until it inevitably goes the way of the um, Back to the Future. Mm. When that closed down, too, I mean, they still have Jaws, but they lost Back to the Future for Despicable Me. Eventually, they're going to lose Terminator 2 3D as well. That may be a good thing. But yeah, opened up with us in April of 1996. So the cost for the actual attraction itself, uh, the one report I'm seeing says that it cost 
sixty million dollars. Another one says it costs thirty six million dollars. But uh, the where I'm seeing this, the the film alone, so all the filmed portions of this, that costs twenty four million dollars, and the attraction, the the film time was only twelve minutes. So at the time, yeah, I, I don't believe it holds this anymore. But at the time that it was produced, it was the most expensive movie per minute yeah, ever yeah. made. Yeah, which is just absolutely insane to me that a 3d movie good, for good, a theme park probably good reason why it's still around still around as they were really trying to get the money's worth out of it but i mean it says they shot with 70 millimeter film like for this like I, that's like imax size film you know like it's oh. just kind of and it's james cameron and i'm sure everybody got paid well for this exactly that's a, that's a good thing to bring up with this james cameron as i mentioned in the the intro here james cameron did come back to to film this universal approached him to do a to do this and once he uh once he found out the idea that they were working on he was actually all for it so he wanted to to be a part of it and and bring it to life so right there when you have james cameron who wants to be a part of it you're going to need a budget for that because he can't do anything on the cheap or quickly and then for the the attraction, they brought back Arnold Schwarzenegger, Linda Hamilton, Eddie Furlong, as we've already said, and then Robert Patrick. So they brought back the four stars of of Terminator 2 3D specifically for this film. So then you get a payday with all of that, and you know they they did not spare expense in terms of the budget for the effects at the time and just everything that went along with it. So. It it just became this juggernaut of of a production, and uh, just I, I'm sure at the time in 1996 when it debuted, it was probably absolutely incredible and amazing. Unfortunately, though, that is not the case so much anymore. But we will get there and start moving along our way and go through our little experience with Terminator 2 3D that we had uh, just the other day. So let's, uh, let's, let's not really waste any more time and let's get into it. Terminator 2 3D. So this is in the Hollywood section of Universal Studios Florida. I had to really think about which Hollywood section it was in anymore and if Hollywood was Hollywood or what was happening with that. But yeah, it is in it is in Hollywood and basically you are not going into a Terminator 2 uh attraction as I mean, yeah, the sign is there on the outside that you're going into it, but that's not that's not kind of the the story for it. The story is that you are actually going to head into uh Cyberdyne so Cyberdyne Systems, and you are going on this uh, this tour and seeing what the future is with everything happening at the Cyberdyne facilities, which, you know, leave it up to Universal to come up with that fun story that was right on the nose. So the queue is long and winding. I, I just I honestly I forgot how big the queue actually was to the point that we walked past the door at one point in time and realized it, they had an outdoor queue oh, for yeah. this attraction at one point in time. But just, uh, you know, it's, it fits in with your idea of Cyberdyne and kind of this, this future that's coming up in that it's all very stainless steel, very cold, very dark. Uh, it really 
looks like it would fit in right in the actual Terminator universe of things. Uh, during the queue, um, you know, eventually you pick up your 3D glasses because this is a 3D show, as we've we've said. But yeah, for the most part, at the start of the queue, yes. I'm just reading a trivia to to bring out too. So like it, this this was one thing that was brought up too the the Miles Bennett Dyson Memorial Auditorium. Oh, yeah. Miles is the uh, uh, the man who was working at Cyberdyne to it was Cyberdyne in Terminator Two, right? Yeah. The facility they go into. Yeah, yeah he was Skynet is the is the chip, but yeah, you're right. We're right. It's like the program they're putting online, but. Um, it uh miles is the man that sarah is like gonna go assassinate and john's trying to stop her and stuff and um you know you should see the movie it's pretty good yeah i'm I'm sure most people have at this point in time but yeah so just mentioned after you get your 3d glasses and stuff your your tour through cyberdyne continues you head into the miles bennett dyson memorial auditorium which is where your pre-show will take place and the pre-show is It's definitely entertaining to a point. So it was redone in 2015. Okay, it was redone because there's a woman has an iPad in it. And I was like, how did they know about iPads? Yeah, no, it it was done in 2015. You can tell uh, just easily when you're watching it. uh, It's so crisp. uh, The HD, I think they shot some of – they definitely remastered some of the film with it because it looks good but yeah so you head into your pre-show room and that's hosted by kimberly duncan which is nice super yeah super she says super a lot super and uh yeah so you're in that room the pre-show room to to watch a video about cyberdyne and their innovations and everything that has kind of like led up to what will be the release of Skynet. And so this, at this point in there, this is when the kind of the interruption happens in your video and reality kicks in. And instead of watching this fun promotional piece on Cyberdyne, Sarah Connor and John Connor take over the feed. And Sarah has not lightened up one no. minute since the end of Terminator 2 Judgment Day. She's yeah. very mean. Yes, she is very mean. Uh, at this point, this is your first look at Eddie Furlong. Who has not aged well. <laughs> but but now, so when we were standing in there yesterday and we didn't bother to look up when it was opened, uh, I was just kind of like ballpark. I'm like, you know what? Well, Terminator, Terminator 2 was released in 91, so they probably filmed somewhere like late 88 into you know 1989 stuff with the amount of special effects that they actually had to to put into the film so that may have been a longer post-production so then i was like well if this opened up early 90s maybe no. it was principal fica- uh, filming began on october 9th 1990 oh wow yeah that was a quick turnaround then for yeah, that point in time yeah. especially with those effects between october 9th 1990 and march 28th 1991 took a long time too that did take a long time so but yeah, anyways, so we were trying to pinpoint how Eddie had aged so badly and He's so got much. Really bad bags under his eyes yeah. and stuff, and I'm not sure what kind of life Eddie Furlong lived. I mean, he was in one of the Crow movies. I've seen that because David Boreanaz was the villain, so obviously I've seen it. Um, but 
it just like I was like, oh, you, you really thinned out, and he got he got these guys real bad. Yeah, he did. And sorry, I should say that right now they are still maintaining the rule. Once you're in the pre-show room, there is to be no video or photos in there. And, I mean, we had conflicting reports. One, one girl said, "I don't care. We close in two weeks." Yeah, one, we're like, "I like you." Yeah, one said that, and then another team member there said, "No, I like." Go ahead and take pictures here in the queue, but once you get in there, I need you to put the camera away. So, of course, we respected it for the time being, for the most part, minus that picture I clearly took in the pre-show room that we've already <laughs> shown. Uh, but, you know, I, I kind of left it at just that, just a quick photo. Didn't didn't do anything, so I apologize. We don't have that for you. I'm sure before the attraction closes, we will be able to go through and do a, a full appreciation video like we try to do for most attractions when they're closing so that, that'll be in the future but we don't have it right now but yeah essentially uh you know skynet is still a threat and sarah connor and john connor are urging us to all get out they sh- and they, they they give us a little video that sums up what happened in terminator 2 about yes. the terminator model that came back to help her so that way if you haven't seen the movie then you're familiar like okay well this arnold schwarzenegger looking fellas the guy who helped and yeah all this stuff and you're like okay so we're not going to acknowledge so apparently the events of terminator 2 which we've learned in the other terminator movies as well did not prevent the onslaught of judgment day exactly it, it never does but we are uh can't you know fight the, the future man you can't that's what the third one's all about that's what i like about the third one okie dokie you're I allowed like to the like third it. one you're, people don't you're people allowed don't to like it. i like listen the third you're one. allowed it's to, okay you're allowed to like it it's okay so uh kimberly then moves us into our next auditorium room where we're going to uh you know get an idea of some of the latest and greatest from uh what they're doing at cyberdyne including the t70 terminators and these dramatically rise from the side and yeah lots and lots of uh steam steam or, and uh, I don't know what it is. Smoke? I don't know. Exactly. And these Terminators are bad. They mean business. And so they are put through a weapons test where they drop down targets from the walls and show how accurate these killing machines, the T-70 yeah, killing machines are. no attention are. to the fact that these things already have holes in them. <laughs> so I, thought, I was like, oh, they're not even hiding those holes. I didn't see any holes. I suspended my disbelief. Well, I, one of the one of the effects here that I do enjoy is the so the target things come down and the Terminator shoot at them and all the Terminator Gat, Gatling guns, whatever those yeah. are called, Gatling, like Gatling, Gatling. They, you know, they're going off with lights shooting yeah. out of them, and then the 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 targets have lights going off in there, and then like little hole punched holes fall yeah. from the ceiling. I always think that's a nice touch. Yeah, no, that that is a nice touch. Uh, at that point in time, Sarah and John then your first time where you get to besides kimberly obviously along the way you really get to see the first time this blends live action with a 3d movie because i don't think i even said at this point yes it is a 3d movie but it is a blend of live action stunts stunts say with uh air quotes there but live action stunts performers along with the 3d movie so john and sarah come in from the ceiling and repel down yeah just drop dramatically yeah and they run up to the stage and get ready to take over one Uh, of the one of the cooler things kind of about this too so there these two actors are in the same outfits that sarah and john are seen in the video in, and but the lighting is just so that like there's shadows over their faces so you're like the bodies look right and what what they establish when um i already forgot her name super 
Kimberly. Kimberly starts the video is she like, you know, clicks a button and there's a video monitor behind her that shows her. And yes. it's her behind the podium in this video. So then when that video then traces Sarah and John when they come in, it's actually um Eddie Furlong and uh I have forgotten her name already too. Dante's Peak. What's her name? Linda Hamilton. Linda Hamilton. Sorry. They show her face. The two, they show their faces. So it's kind of a cool, like, ah. Yeah. So the actors are moving in the exact same way that the screen is showing them so that it looks like, oh, I'm yeah. in the room with these two characters. It, and for the most part, they do nail this. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure they've done it a lot and practiced over and over again. They they do nail it. Adding on, you know, besides just like showing the shadow in the right places, they also with the 3D glasses that you're wearing helps uh, to dim that yeah. even more. Yeah. So you can't really tell. But it's clever. Yeah. Oh no, it, it's a very clever effect. I love, I love how they integrate that. Unfortunately, it's just not John and Sarah that show up. It's also the T1000, mm-hmm. and uh, he comes on ready to do business. Unfortunately, this is where we say goodbye to Kimberly. Spoiler. Bye, Kimberly. No spoiler, but the well, T-1000 does. This, this is the first time, too, that we see the effect of the things coming literally out of the screens. Yes. Because the T-1000 is the Cyberdyne symbol that was yeah. on the screen behind Kimberly. And then it liquefies when John and uh, or Sarah, one of them, shoots the gun off. Like just like exactly, and it, the bullets hit it and it melts, and so the 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 liquid metal drops down in that teardrop form onto like where the st- the the base of the stage is, and then rises up as yeah. an actual human being or you know Terminator whatever yeah. on the stage. So it's like a cool like oh he came right out of that screen, yeah, and then killed Kimberly. Yeah, Kimberly dies. Uh, rest in peace, Kimberly. But then a second Terminator comes out through the time portal comes out through the movie screen and this of course is our main terminator our main man mr arnold schwarzenegger actually appearing like he has nothing else to do right now so he is playing himself in this on a daily basis and i i thank him for that but yeah he comes out of the tar uh the time portal on his harley and yeah, rides well, out ideally yeah <laughs> his, with his boomstick ready to just shoot off and God, things get noisy. In oh, they room. get loud real yeah. quick, yeah. They get very loud, but he needs to, to take John Connor and help save John Connor, as he always does. What happens to Sarah here? Why is she not part of the story? I, I, I missed this when we watched the show yesterday. It's all very loud and quick, and so I'm in the same exact boat. I don't know where Sarah runs off to. When <laughs> I mean, think about it. Sarah's not the main objective. The objective is to kill John Connor because you kill the Resistance. And so if it's back in that time, I mean, she's low priority, I guess. So the Terminator just grabs him and shoots yeah. off through that time portal. Well, and this is like one of the coolest parts of the show for me Yeah, is that the motorcycle comes out. They jump on the motorcycle and then it seemingly dry. It like it goes in through the screen yeah. and then it takes over into the 3D. Unfortunately, the motorcycle wasn't there when we saw it. And <laughs> okay. so they just awkwardly walked off stage. Yeah. And it, it did not it did not look good. And it's I will admit, it's been years since the last time I've uh went in through Terminator. I think Rhino and I kind of pinpointed the last time we did it together, but it it's been a long time and 
back then I don't remember it being as bad in terms of the effects not working and the 3D not being no the motorcycle vibrant. I've never seen it without the motorcycle yeah. before so that was a first for me yeah and it, it made it look bad but that was just the start of it looking bad because yeah. then you get into the 3D section the first part of it is uh, obviously Arnold and Eddie are being chased by the T1000 on a motorcycle chase mm-hmm. and yeah (laughs) and this i mean it's it's exciting it it feels like it's right out of terminator 2 almost in a way the exact same with the car yeah yeah it's just it's it's a beautiful sequence except for the fact that the 3d is so wonky in there right now that you it was like the glasses did absolutely nothing you were just watching the the double yeah, it's, it's like somebody was like, this is how you make 3D, right? We'll just project two movies at the exact same time next to each other. And so you're like, I can't really even see what's happening because it's like too, like, just slightly out of, like, not even slightly. It was like majorly out of focus. It was like, it, it just, you know, we're like shifting the glasses around. Like, yeah. oh, is it because we sat too far forward? Were we, no. not whatever. It's just clearly this projector has not been not been up or not been calibrated correctly at all yeah it's sad no it it is and uh but and this part does last a good amount of time like uh like we said 12 minutes in total for the filming and it's this is a good chunk of it and um they continue to be attacked after the t-1000 after they get rid of that momentarily then they get attacked by uh the hunter killers and the little flying around hunter killers which i will uh, put a picture this is like the promotional picture for those of you who are watching this that they put out uh to showcase what happens in the show so the the little mini hunter killers are the things that kind of look like weebo from flubber with a gun <laughs> that is what it looks like uh, <laughs> that is exactly yeah. what it looks like i was trying <laughs> to pinpoint it yesterday where i'm like what do these guys look like to me yeah uh it's that's that's my best description of that so they're coming after a, a terminator endoskeleton also comes after them and of course the head has to come off in fantastic 3d form uh as as it always should be in the most epic way but yeah john and arnold i'm just bouncing around their different names john john and the terminator eventually do make it into the skynet core hundred and this is where you meet another one of the new creations that they made for Terminator 2 3D, and this is the T1 million. Which, if you are watching uh, again the video, the, the creature in the middle this time is the T1 million. Very, very scary. But uh, one, of, one of the cool parts of this sequence is there's another one of that integrating the live action into the movie, uh, the actual movie that's happening. So they have this sequence where where the terminator and and john climb up this staircase and then they both disappear into the screen at the exact time that then arnold and eddie furlong mm, reappear reappear on screen uh so that way arnold can eventually deliver the bomb that will destroy skynet not before and, he says i'll be back oh yeah no he, he does say i'll be back and eddie furlong jumps in the time portal and makes it away and long story short yeah they they save the day but only for this time and then it ends with this dramatic kind of the terminator ending sarah connor monologue yeah, yeah. and her and i'll Eddie never are back be happy in life <laughs> that's what it always sounds like to me i'm like oh god yeah. and 
that is in a whole that's that's it for terminator i know this was a poor retelling of it especially since we just watched it yesterday but that's that's how much of a mess this thing is uh talking in our critique of this now i i think the show if it was all running seamlessly all the effects were working properly uh the 3d was actually held up given a good 4k transfer you know just popping vibrantly off the screen like so many of the 3d movies you see anymore integrated with attractions if it was like that i think this thing would still have legs the oh prob- yeah yeah the it, it's actually entertaining it's there are cheesy sections to it but you have to remember this was this is a movie of its time it, it's also like i feel like it's got the moments like the cheesy moments in it are those moments that were like okay we know we're developing this for a theme park yeah. full of people so it 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 there are inconsistencies with tonally from the movie yeah. to this so like arnold's character making the joke about the t-800 that they destroy that's like oh did you know him he's like he was my college roommate yeah and you're like oh god you know, that, that's a great way of putting it. They lost – I mean Terminator 1 and 2 are both hard R movies. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, and, and there's humor in them. There's I yeah. mean, Well, the second one more than the first one. But the, you know, when John's teaching the Terminator about Hasta La Vista and Hasta all that, and it, it kind of like gets lo- – like it's like, oh, people love when the Terminator does that stuff. Yeah. So we're going to do that stuff in this attraction. Yeah. And they I do also have a major issue – sorry. No, go ahead. With the fact that they go through the time portal and they're just like, oh, my motorcycle with all our clothes can go through this. And I'm like, they're always naked in the other yeah. movies. Like <laughs> – so I'm not trying to be like, oh, there should be naked people in a theme park. But I'm like, uh, you know, whatever. I get it. It's a theme park attraction. I mean, I'm not going to be brat about it. Walk over to Toon Lagoon. You'll find many many naked people <laughs> over there bathing in and around that area. But, but yeah, no, there there are little little inconsistencies, little bad jokes that can't that have to work this way because you can't translate a hard R movie into a theme park and be yeah. family friendly for everyone. You have to make those tweaks and adjustments in it. But I, I think. You know, because Terminator 2 is such a good movie, I feel like this one did withstand the test of time. The issue is, it, you know, Terminator, if one of the if one of the sequels would have actually like grabbed grabbed on and held strong, maybe this would still be considered more relevant for this day. Maybe they, they would work a little bit harder to update this rather than just completely turn their back on the franchise but well it's hard because the third one took that turn where you know the i, I don't i don't I, I the third one for me is like okay the first the two are phenomenal you know are great and yep. i like the third one i think the third one's fine for a sequel the fourth one is horrible yeah um and like you can read all about it why it turned out horrible i think it had an interesting idea but it just not executed well at all and then Genesis is just the weirdest thing ever. Like, yeah. not really delivering on what it kind of promised, um, unfortunately. Because another idea that I thought was kind of interesting, but again, they didn't actually get into the meat potatoes of it. Yeah. But the third one takes that turn where it's essentially like, it's inevitable. Judgment Day is inevitable. So I feel like when the third one was coming out, they're like, oh, maybe we could update this. And then the end of that movie, they're like, oh, shoot. Maybe we can't update this yeah. because of the way it ends. But like, but I agree. Yeah, none of them really took the took the world by storm the way the second one did. You know exactly, and uh, that's that's just kind of when none of them else 
none of the other movies, sorry for my butchered English, when none of the other movies kind of picked up and held that same stamina that T2 did, it, it just it instantly set in into play that eventually this attraction would have to go away. Yeah. We'll, and, th- we'll think about it. Like, one and two are probably, if not, they probably will be at some point in the Library of Congress. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, they're culturally significant. I don't know that the third one ever will will definitely probably not be i mean it's not it's yeah. not as iconic it's just a thing that you're like oh you know they made other ones you know yeah no i i, I would agree with that so for the, it, it is really tough i feel like they just needed to give this attraction some some extra tlc but terminator love and love and care terminator love and care <laughs> but i mean we also can't argue that whatever they replace us with it will be more relevant and i'm sure it will be on a franchise that will continue to make more money and have that cross uh cross synergy with with universal and because that's what universal wants right now they want properties in terms of the when they're basing a ride off of a, a movie or whatever have you uh, they want something that is is viable with it transformers was was definitely viable kong while that was you know, you can you can look at that one way or the other. Yeah, they didn't make Skull Island. They they weren't they weren't in on that. But there are Kong movies still being made, which gives that relevance. And at the end of the day, Kong is classic Universal. So it was a way to it was definitely a way to bring him back, give the fans what they want with that. Yeah, do it a little bit on the cheaper because they can integrate a lot of Kong three sixty in it mm-hmm. and. You know, blend it all together at the end of the day, but Fast and Furious, obviously just a money juggernaut. Yeah. Might not be relevant to everyone, but it it brings people in. So they they're making the right choices. Just here and there they miss Jimmy Fallon. Uh, which is it's which just is what it the, is. But Yeah. It's <laughs> one of those like in property things though, so you know, they probably needed to update the building yeah. either way. And they were like, Well, might as well turn this into this thing. Yeah. So well, we'll see what ends up replacing it. But like always, we have to throw this out there. Would we put Terminator 2 3D in our Universal Hall of Fame? I would because because for me, this is a staple attraction. The, similar to the way I felt like when I think about Universal Studios, like I think about I think about Back to the Future, I think about Terminator um, because these are these are attractions I remember as a kid, you know and. Um, but also, I talk about what I think makes a what m- makes a thing relevant for a Hall of Fame, and, and a lot of it is innovation and technology involved in the attraction. And I was reading that um, uh, that uh, Universal had actually trademarked, created the drop chairs, like you know, for this, and there yeah. were other things in the attraction that became universal. Like y- there are little things that you wouldn't think of, but Universal was the first to do it for this attraction. Not to mention the fact that you, you talked about it earlier about the flawless integration of the actors on there, you know, on, on the platform on the stage in front of you that just go into a screen. And then the fact that those actors are like people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and it's a movie directed by James Cameron, you know, like these are very special things that for all those things alone, I would say hall of fame worthy for me. Oh, I I absolutely agree Uh, in terms of, of innovation and, it's what it took to get that made and then how it was uh, – granted, I didn't experience it back in the heyday, but 
you know, I, I can imagine what it would have been like to be there in 96 and see this. It would have been incredible. So on, on that merit alone, I can say that it yeah. is Hall of Fame worthy. Yes, it has been. It's fallen apart to this day, but it's just it was inevitable. It was going to happen. So I, I can't knock it on how it is now because of how many great things it did accomplish back when it came out. So yeah. for me, it's Hall of Fame worthy. Of course, we'll leave it up to you guys to vote on it. We'll do that over at disboards.com, uh, and you'll be able to vote whether or not you think Terminator 2 should be in a universal Hall of Fame of sorts. I'm very interested to see the exact answers on that one. But yes, we will miss Terminator 2 3D when it goes. But – that's also going to mean that this episode is going to have to go. And by that, I mean, we're going to wrap things up I here. I want to go. So <laughs> I want to go, too. So we we have to go because we have to start preparing for tomorrow, which, of course, is the very first night of Halloween Yay! Horror Nights, which we are excited about. So if you, uh, if you weren't keeping track at home, that means next week you can expect an episode on our thoughts and opinions on this year's Halloween Horror Nights 27. So watch for that next week. But thank you so much to everyone out there for listening to watching this. We... You know, we really appreciate it as always, and we hope you enjoyed it. If you need more information, head over to disunplugged.com. That's home to the show notes for this show and many others. So I, I do appreciate those of you who have been patient over the past couple of weeks. We've had madness up and down. We've been changing things up with with our servers and where podcast files are hosted a lot of stuff has been going up slow late disappearing for old shows new shows so i apologize for all that but thank you for your patience during it as well as during uh, our little time off that we had for hurricane irma and i'm glad that we're all safe now we've all come over on the back side of it so hopefully things will get back to a normal schedule stuff will start going out when it's supposed to uh because we know you just waiting and watching for it so Thank you again for all that. Rhino, thank you so much for having this conversation with me, as always. And Well, I'll be back. I'll, next we'll be week. back. Yes. <laughs> Until then, hasta la vista, baby. Yeah, but that's going to do it. Thank you so much again. And uh, that is it for this episode of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. We'll see you next week. And until then, remember, no resolutions. <laughs>